This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis riding out on Old Dan. This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. And we've been a couple of three weeks now in this study. On, was first, first on the, the first home where the Lord created Adam there in the garden out of the dust of the earth and breathed the breath of life into him and then took one of his ribs and made him a helpmeet. That's, that's one of the things we're speaking about now, how that the man's wife, the woman of the home, is a helpmeet. She's, she's not a drag on him, no. Not a, not a burden, no. And I told you many times before that I, I remember before our women went to work in the defense plants back there in the war, and they called them Rosie the Riveter and all of those things, and homes, homes began to degenerate. The kids come home from school without no, no mama there for them, and they just did what they wanted to do. But I was already out of school when that began to happen. And, uh, but I see it now. I see the fruits of that, my friend. So we bring you to this study on the man, the head of the home. And uh, we saw there in our last study, a man's wife and children are either blessed or cursed by the man's actions. When a woman stands at the marriage altar, she gives her hand in marriage. She forsakes everything. She has left everything. She takes his name as her name. She becomes identified with him in every particular, and they become one flesh. Therefore, every move he makes affects her, and God holds him responsible for every move his family makes because he is the head of that home. Now, you consider that. I want to tell you, my friend, I want to tell you, my woman, you consider a long time before you consider getting married and before you take, before you, uh, take your place in that home in obedience to your husband. You think about it a long time. I read in the newspaper yesterday, uh, the survey out now, that over 40% of our people in America feel like it's not important to get married. What a, what a disaster, my friend. What a shacking up world we have. And all of that leads to, uh, to separation and little old small children being abandoned. And our, our courts are run over now with juvenile problems because they have no daddy and no mama and whatever. And, and the welfare agencies are racked with what to do with them. And if it's getting worse, but my friend, you don't have to do that. I mentioned that you need to think about it a long time before you get married. Ask yourself, is that man going to lead you to Christ? Are you saved? Is he going to lead you to heaven? Is your home going to be a heavenly home where, it's, where the children are always happy to be home, to come home to a, to a happy home? Or is he going to lead you to hell? Is he going to lead your children to Christ by being the head of the house? Not just feeding them and clothing them? No. Or is he going to lead them down to a devil's hell? Is he going to take his place in that home as the head of the home? Or is he going to be a skunk? That's all I can call a man that won't take his place in the home as a skunk. That's right, just, a, just an old skunk. Now, how in the wild world can any man surrender that prerogative right to controlling his home to anybody? I don't know. I don't know how he could do that. I, I just don't know, my friend. I, I tell folks oftentimes here when speaking to individuals, that I'm glad I was born back there, early early days back there, in, in the, before before the depression or about the time of the depression, because homes were built on on solid foundation. I know it was hard times. It was hard times for my mother and my daddy, 
but my mom stayed home. She didn't go to work nowhere. She didn't she didn't leave a home, and my dad made a living, scraped it out of the earth, so to speak, on a little old farm, but we had a happy home. Oh, it was not a religious home. I've told you that many times, but, but my dad was the head of that home. My mother made not a decision until they talked about it, and he okayed it, but not no more. Not no more. Well, I got my money. That's my money. I'll spend it where I want to. The woman makes more money than the man on some occasion. But listen, I asked you how in the world can a man let a woman run his home? This fact is brought out throughout the entire Bible. Let's go back and look. When God blessed Abraham, Sarah was blessed. When God blessed Isaac, Rebekah was blessed. Then when Achan stole those pieces of silver and that wedge of gold, the curse fell on him and fell on his whole family, and they all died with him. They were stoned to death because of his actions. When those men caused Daniel to be cast into the lion's den, and when the decree was reversed, and those men were cast into the lion's den, their families were cast in there with them. So you see, my man, my friend, what a responsibility to be the head of the home. And yet thousands of men, millions now, have never recognized that responsibility and assumed that responsibility as the head of their home. I don't know how to be any plainer. I don't know how to be any more uh, uh, heartfelt with you, my friend. But I'm just, I'm crying aloud and sparing not. And I know that I'm a lone voice out here. I know that. I'm a lone voice crying in the wilderness for folks to take hold of their home. And I look at it like this. If one family is saved, if one family is saved, if one child is saved by something the old trailblazer uh, brings sheds light upon, it'll be worth all that I put into it, my friend, because homes are being wrecked and ruined now by the fact that the dad and mother have abandoned their responsibility. Mama, you have a responsibility also. When dad's at work or dad's deceased, you, it's your responsibility to bring those children up. And I often tell you here, you can't wait till a boy gets 14 years old to start telling him how to act. No, sir. He'll tell you where to go in a heartbeat. He'll give you a, a black eye, mama. Don't do that. Nothing but, my friend, you have to start early when they're three and four years old. I know. I know. I have a three-year-old great-grandchild, not quite three. And I know his mom and daddy is teaching him, teaching him what to Yes, ma'am. And yes, sir, already. Yes, sir. You asked him something, he say, yes, sir. No, sir. He will. Once in a while, you have to remind him of it, but he'll, he'll miss it. But, but as a rule, he say, yes, sir, Papa. Yes, sir. Isn't that, isn't that great? And he'll come up knowing the truth. And what about all these children that say, what? Son, what? Oh, my friend, I shouldn't have never said that. What? What would land me upside the head with my daddy's slap hand? Wide open, big old hand, big as a, I don't know what. Slap you right side of the head. That's what's wrong with our families now. We don't have no punishment. We don't have children being punished. We don't. Mama and Papa send a note to school. Don't don't punish my child. Give him a give him a suspension or give him a, some lines to write. But don't put that paddle on his behind. Well, that's what's going on, my friend. And I know that we're getting off of our sub, off of our topic. But let's let's go back. It's all on the responsibility of the head of the home. Many of our dads have taken the road of least resistance and shifted that responsibility to your wife or to somebody else and lived as you have pleased. God never intended for you, man, to surrender that right 
to a church, to a day school, to a preacher, to a priest, to your mother-in-law, to your wife, as the head of your home. May God drive that truth home, my friend. I'm talking to you. Sit up there and listen. Would you sit up there and listen? You may have never heard me before. This is the old trailblazer. You say, well, that's a crazy old kook, but he's telling the truth. That's right, my friend. That's all I intend to do is tell you the truth. I'm talking to myself and letting you listen in. Let's just put it like that. My children are all grown. My grandchildren are all grown. But my friend, I know. I see the church family here. I see the ones that make their children mine. I can tell it with a, in a glimpse. I can tell. I know because I'm I'm interested in your soul as well as your uh, obeying your, your, your mom and your dad. And what a joy it is to have obedient children. My friend, you know, we have... We have given our children everything they wanted, everything they asked for for so long that they don't know what no means. They don't know what it means to say no. No, you can't have that, Johnny. Wow, I want it, I want it. No, no. I see those little ones in the in the grocery store sitting in the shopping cart and reaching for something colorful on the aisle, and Mama says, no, you can't have that. They just throw a pitching fit. They throw a fit right there in that store and, and make a scene and the mama's embarrassed, and I want to I want to get a hold to him. Say, just let me have him about five minutes, ma'am. I wouldn't beat him. I'm not cruel. I'm not talking about being a tyrant. But I'm telling you one thing. I'm telling you one thing, my friend. And you can disagree with him if you want to. Child, you disobeys you like that. If you slap him in the mouth, it'll get his attention. You might not agree with that, but I have. I've done that, and I've been slapped in my mouth when I was a kid. I know what it does. It gets you, well, let's count now, Johnny. One, two, three, four, five. Wow! Wow! Five, six, seven. Johnny, you wait till Daddy gets home now. He's going to tend to you. Well, that's the saddest thing I ever heard of, my friend. Now, let's let's look a little further. Getting off my subject. The husband is not only the head of his home, but he's a voice of authority. Oh, we've lost it, my friend. We have lost the voice of authority. We have lost the voice of authority. Our children growing up now, and I know they don't have chores to do like I did when I was coming up, but there's got to be something that they can do. There's got to be something that they can do to occupy that time rather than letting them shut up in their room with a computer or a television and uh, a bunch of games and those things, those wild things that they show and all the cars blowing up. and all that, that, My friend, that warps and twists those minds. But they need, to, they need to be doing a little something, working a little something. Getting, get, putting out the trash and the garbage, and go around the house and pick up the, pick up the litter that somebody throwed out on the front of the street when driving by, and in a, in a beer can here and there and yonder, and a McDonald's wrapper. Have them, have those young boys pick all that stuff up and put it in the trash. Give them something to do, lady, mama. Give them something to do. My dad, when he left home in the morning time to go to work, he left us something to do. It may have not been important to get done but he told us what to do we had to do it we had to clean out the barn we had to shuck the corn we had to those things that around the farm that you have to do but my friend our children are growing up uh what i call just a slob they don't know what to do the best that if if they're if they're able to play sports in the high school great 
because that'll teach them some discipline. That'll teach them to exercise and get some get some of that fat off their rear end. But my friend, you got something they can do. Dad, you got something you can put those boys to do and wash the car on Saturday morning. I know you can do that. And, and teach them how to do it. When they get seven or eight years old, they can wash a car. I could. But listen, my friend, old trailblazers are running out of time. But I wish you would think about your children. That's what we're doing here. Man is the head of his home. Now now we've given that away. We've, we've, we've let, let folks usurp that authority. We've let the, the, the juvenile authorities have to come there and take your children out of the home. We've let the high school tell you what they can do and what they can't do. And then uh, we don't love them. Do you love your children, my friend? Do you ever tell them you love them? Do you let them sit in your lap, big old 10, 11-year-old girl sit in your lap and hug her and tell her, Sugar, I love you. Papa loves you. Paul loves you so much. Do you ever do that, my friend? Or clean the kitchen. Oh, we're not going to get into that with time running out. We'll get to that. I'm going to bring it up in our next study that when the table is cleared off, boys and girls clean the kitchen. Oh, that's what my children had to do. Remember the old trailblazer, my address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana. Write me, let me hear from you. Tell me what you think, my friend. I, I, I like criticism if it's good, but uh, I'll be back tomorrow with another message. Goodbye and God bless you.